This is the Kona Edge, the home of Ironman triathletes who dream of qualifying for the World Championships on the Big Island. Welcome back to yet another edition of the Kona Edge. Time to chat some nutrition, and I'm pretty excited to welcome our next guest back onto the podcast, Sydney Turbot. Sydney, welcome back. Thanks for, for joining us today. Thank you. So Great to be here. I'm excited to talk about new nutrition because in our first chat, I asked you what's the biggest lesson you've learned uh, or your biggest disappointment, and you mentioned uh, a half Ironman where you ended up cramping terribly and uh, you put it down to nutrition. So you've obviously learned some big, hard lessons about your Ironman nutrition in your, your short triathlon journey. Yes, I have, and, and I think it's things that you hear right off the bat, but it's actually putting it into uh, play that, that's harder than it sounds because when you're out there, I, what I've learned is that when I'm out there, I don't always feel like drinking or eating something on the bike. And you have to set a watch for me to be consistent with getting fluids in that you don't think you need or want and making sure that you keep, get ahead of your nutrition because once you get behind, you can't catch up. That's, that's been you know, something I've been working on since that really hard race mm. where I um, cramped up. It, it's a very... Taking, so you were going to say? Oh, I said, and and taking in enough salt. You know, I've started using the base salt on the bike, and that's been helpful to me as well. It's a very different approach to fueling for a marathon than you would for, for an Ironman. And if you come from a running background, it's often you, and especially if you come from a, a long running background for many years, it's you, you almost approach triathlon or Ironman with, with that mindset. And uh, it's difficult to get out of because sometimes you can fudge a marathon from a nutrition point of view, but you can definitely not fudge an Ironman. Yeah. And, and I, when I was running marathons, I had a set I had a set schedule of when I would eat the, you know, for me, it's the goose. I liked the roctanes. So I would take four of them with me, one for the start. And I knew exactly at what mile marker I was going to take the other three. Well, when you're talking just a marathon, you've got four goose to deal with. An Ironman, you're dealing with hours of of nutrition. And and are you going to take it in a liquid or are you going to take it in food? So I've been working on that, learning to do that better. Let's talk about your your strategy now, and, and by what you're telling me is you're very analytical about it. You you talk about eating or drinking on the clock. You did it in your marathon career. You're doing it in Ironman now. How do you approach an Ironman? What's what's your sort of race nutrition strategy? Well, okay, so the last two were Kona and Arizona, and I, I used the same one. So what I've come around to for me, I try a lot of the different things that everyone's using, the different products, the different nutrition. And then I I found what worked for me that didn't make me sick and that seemed to um, sit well with me for that many hours. So what I've used is the Perpetuum. I went back to something I started with at the beginning, but um, and I found that in Ironmans, it's easier to drink for me than it is to actually eat. So I make sure that I have several bottles of the Perpetuum and then um, every 15 minutes, my watch goes off, so I know I need to eat or drink something or both. Um, also keep up on the base salt. So I do use some honey stingers because I find that those don't upset my system. So I've just been a learning process of using different products to see what sits well in that kind of distance um, and heat. You- so I have been... 
Go ahead. Do, do you mix things up from a sweetness and savory perspective? Uh, I mean, it's one thing going through four goos in, in a marathon, but when you're out for uh, in an Ironman race for, for, for 10 plus hours, maybe it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty easy to get sick of, of sweet stuff pretty soon. Yeah. So I, I, I agree with that. And some of the drinks and things that I have tried in the past have been pretty sweet. And like I said, I've come back full circle here and ended up with the one I started with is, is the Perpetuum, and it is not sweet. And it's the one that sits well with me, so I've stuck with it. I do have some honey stingers while I'm out on the bike if I feel like I need a, um, something sweet, so I'll eat that. But other than that, I pretty much just drink out there. And then on the run, I still do goose. And that's such an important point to you. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. it. It's easy every year, every season, there's something new that comes out with a new shiny label and everyone's sort of raving about it. But uh, sometimes it's just best to, to go to the old faithful. You've figured out what works for you and, and stick to it. Yeah, I, I try those new things with the new shiny labels. I try them and then I just, if it doesn't work, I don't I don't stick with it. I find that a lot of things are just too sweet yeah. and upset to me. Absolutely. Well, Sydney, thank you so much for your time today. Much appreciated. Uh, best of luck in the upcoming races, and we look forward to, to seeing you racing on the big island uh, in, in October next year. Thank you. I look forward to seeing you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Kona Edge. Nutrition is key to put in world-class performances. Register now for our upcoming free online nutrition seminar on the KonaEdge.com slash nutrition seminar. 